That's a brand new song. That's a brand new song. Actually, I wrote the lyric many years ago. It's in my thought exchange book. And when I was preparing for this talk, I said, let me pull it out. And I realized I'd never written the music, and I adjusted it to my history. And so I wrote that song, as you might imagine, at a low point. But what I found is that a low point is often a turning point. And as Richard Rohr, one of my favorite writers, he is a Franciscan monk who writes about Christianity. In his book, Falling Upward, he says, we start our lives and spend a lot of it trying to succeed, make our mark in the world, make money, be successful, beat life in some way. And then at some point, we hit a wall and everything falls apart and everything seems to be meaningless and all our striving seems to be getting us nowhere. Or we get to where we wanted to go and we realize Wait, that's not doing it for me. And it's at that point that we have a choice. We can grab and fight to get that back. Or we can let go and realize a greater purpose, why we're here, that we're being lived by spirit, that our connection to spirit is what's important, that we are not in control, but there's something else that is that's much better than us. And so, as Alan Watts, the great mid-20th century philosopher said, very often, man's extremity is God's opportunity. And so God can't get in until we can't do it anymore. So today I'm gonna to talk about a way that I have found to connect to that spirit and get out of its way so that it can do the work it does that we don't know how to do. And also a little bit about where to look for spirit. Okay, yeah, and it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> so this talk is called Surrender, Surrender, Surrender. Surrender. <laughs> Three surrenders plus one. And I'll tell you why. So close your eyes and pick some issue, some problem that you are wrestling with. It could be a big, long problem. It could be a physical sensation you're not comfortable with at this moment. Uh, it, anything. Just pick one challenge you're having. And I'll give you a minute to find that. Okay, now what I want you to do is surrender to it. In other words, let it be exactly as it is. However it feels in your body, whatever is going on, whatever hopeless, whatever, just surrender to the issue. And let it be exactly as it is. And just sit in it for a moment exactly as it is. That is surrender 
number one. Now, I want you to now relax into that surrender. So if you're thinking, uh-oh, I'm surrendering, oh no, whoa, what's this going to do, etc., relax. Now, you might feel like, how can I relax? It's going to kill me, or it's going to happen if I relax. Relax into it. Let yourself sink into relaxing. That doesn't mean you're going to feel comfortable, necessarily. You're going to relax into what is at this moment. Just relax into that surrender to what is in relation to that issue. Okay, now you may notice, this is something we talk about in thought exchange, that when you relax, your protective army of thoughts pops up and says, oh no, we gotta do something, I gotta change this, this is terrible, this is good, what if this, what if that, all these thoughts come up. Notice them and you're gonna perform a slightly different kind of surrender. You're going to, you know, surrender can mean give up, give in, but it also means let go of, like surrender your money or surrender your driver's license. So you're going to look at those thoughts. You're not going to fight with them. You're not going to change them. They are there. They're there for good reason because sometime in the past something happened that they were necessary for. But you're going to surrender your connection to them. So you're gonna see them floating around, giving you advice, making you scared, whatever, and notice them, but surrender your connection to those thoughts. So now you're sitting here, you've surrendered to what is, you have surrendered to relaxing around it, and now surrendering your connection to the thoughts that come up. Sit there for a minute. Just notice them. They're just floating around there. That is the third surrender. So now, having done those three surrenders, open your eyes. So the next question might be, what does surrendering do? You may notice you feel calmer, more centered, because you're here, where you are anyway. You may be nervous, something may have, who knows what, but you've surrendered, and how does surrendering lead to solution? How does it lead to growth? How does it lead to possibility? The answer is surrender is not the solution. Surrender is what makes the solution possible. Surrender is the getting all of our junk out of the way so that something else can operate. Now, often we're afraid to surrender because we think, if I surrender, then nothing's gonna happen. Like right now, I'm in a period of my career where to my mind, nothing's happening. I mean, like a seed growing, who knows what's happening, but I think nothing's happening. So I, my mind says, 
Get out there, push, fight, yell, scream at people who aren't giving you stuff, stamp your feet, whatever it's telling me to do. So I think if I surrender, then I'll never get a job again. But that's not the way it works because we have a huge fallacy in our thinking very often. We think that we are doing it. We think we have to do it. We have to make things happen. And the fact is, we can't possibly make things happen because that's not the way it works. We are not what make things happen. One of my favorite things that many of you have heard when someone says, I finally decided to give up control. And I go, you had it? <laughs> so Alan Watts, the philosopher I was talking about earlier, uh, he exhorts us to look at the way the world actually functions. The world is a ball spinning in space by itself. The wind blows by itself. Our hearts beat by themselves. We digest food. We don't do it. It does it. And so we ask, well, then who or what is doing it? And we made up the word God or spirit to describe something we can never know, but which we can make use of. I don't worry much at five o'clock in the morning whether the sun's gonna come up. It just does. And so does everything, if we notice it. So we made up God. So the question is, we can't know how God did things. We can't take control. I remember I was doing a, um, reading of a new show with Kathy Lee Gifford, and Kathy is a, a very religious spirit, not, I wouldn't call her religious, she's a very spiritual person, and very fundamentalist, and so she pulled me aside and said, let's pray, and she said, God, we know that we are in your hands, and that this reading today, and whatever the outcome, is in your hands, and I looked at her and I said, I'm going to leave it with God for a couple hours, but if God doesn't do a good job, I'm taking it back. <laughs> like that would be possible. <laughs> so, the thing is, how do we get ourselves into a position where we can avail ourselves of this automatic, trustworthy way things work that we don't control, but we are the beneficiaries of if we let ourselves. So if you look at any spiritually based healing program, it always starts with some form of surrender. It starts with, I am powerless. You look at any 12-step program, it starts with admitted we were powerless. And people come in and they don't want to do that. Because then what am I going to do? And I had one person who came into Al-Anon and she told the story of, you know, her husband's drinking and all that. And afterwards I talked to her and I said, How are you do how'd you do today? And she said, Okay. She said, you know, it's a little bit daunting. And I said, Yeah, because you're right where you need to be. Step one, you're powerless. And she said, Oh, I know I'm powerless. I'm just trying to figure out what to do about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so that is always our tendency. But when you really, in a 12-step program, surrender to that you are powerless and really get it, only then do you just start to think, well, if I'm powerless and things do happen, what is powerful? 
And you start to think, maybe there's a higher power, a spirit, a God, or whatever you want to call it, that can do what I can't do. And then you start to say, okay, I'm going to hand myself over to that power. And then you are open to it. You say, I'm going to let that power work. That is the fourth surrender. You surrender to things exactly as they are. You relax around that. You surrender your connection to your thoughts about it. And now you are open to the workings of higher power. So anytime you have a problem or anytime you feel uncomfortable, which often happens when good things happen, you go bam, 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 bam. Surrender, 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 surrender. And there you are, empty and in the path of a wide open highway of spirit, in the path of inspiration, divine ideas, synchronicities, coincidences, things that seem to come from the outside even, because spirit knows that it's connected to everything and everybody. It is everything. We cannot possibly get that mentally. We can walk around saying, oh, yes, we are one, we are one. But wait a minute, like, you are. It, it always comes to a you because we can't, in this realm, do it. Spirit, and the thing about spirit, we don't hear it. We don't see it. We have no idea how it works. That's why everything that happens in spirit, we call it a miracle. It's not a miracle at all. It's the working of spirit. But it knows how to do it, and we get in the way, and it's sitting there ready to do it. So what our job is, is to open the channel to spirit, period. We don't tell spirit what to do, how to do it. I liken it to turning on a ceiling light. When you want to turn on a ceiling light, if you go directly to the ceiling light and poke it, None's going to happen because the source of the ceiling light is electricity. You go to the wall switch, you switch it on, and then what happens from there, you don't shove the electricity through the wall. What happens from that moment of opening on is none of your business and cannot be understood. Even if we understand what electricity is, I, I often have conversations with doctors and I say, why does an aspirin cure a headache? And... They say, well, because the salicylic acid and it combines with the neurons, why does that cure a headache? Because headaches are caused by this, why? Under that is cause, because that's the way it is, the law of nature. So we're responsible for flipping the switch. And then our intention to turn on the light is, is expressed in that flipping the switch. And then we're done. Then that's... It. Now, for instance, Amy Semple McPherson, the great faith healer, she said, I am only the receptionist, but the doctor is in. So she was aware that it was not her. Jesus said the same thing. It is not me that my hands are on you that is healing you. It is I am opening up something in your consciousness that lets the perfect healing in immediately. So the reason surrender is challenging is because it's counterintuitive. We want to take control. We're scared because we can't see the workings of spirit. We can't get our hands on it. We don't know how it's doing it. And so our instinct is to grab it. And this I really learned 
when I learned how to drive, and a driver said they taught us how to handle a skid in a car. When your car starts to skid, every bone in your body wants to slam on the brake to stop it and turn away from it. You do that, you end up in a ditch. You learn that even though you instinctively don't want to do it, you take your foot off the brake, you turn right in the direction of the skid, which is like you go right into surrendering. You surrender to the skid, and spirit come, the first time I did that, and spirit came in and just went, and there I was straightened out. And I thought, how does this happen? But that, so we learn to go against our mind's habit, instinct, and open up to the truth of how things work by themselves. Now, the other biggest resistance that I have found to letting go to spirit is that it feels like I'm letting go to someone else who's deciding what I should have. So I want to be a writer of shows, but Spirit wants me to be a checkout person in a supermarket, so that's what I'm going to have to be if I go with Spirit. But the point is this. I mean, I used, to, I used to hate it when my father would say, oh, I know you better than you know yourself. And, yeah, because it takes away your autonomy. But the point is that Spirit is you. What is God? I am. I am. Spirit that I'm praying to resides in me. We say God within. It's not, oh, that guy out there is also in here. It's that God is within. I wasn't kidding when Deb once talked to me and I said, I am God. Because I am. You am too. <laughs> and so the thing is, when you are asking spirit to take over, you are asking that part of you, that 99.9% .9 that you are not mentally aware of, but that is you, to do its bidding. Its bidding must be your deepest desires. It's this, it's, oh, I want this, I think I want that, I want that. This really knows, because it is you in your deepest, deepest. So I notice when I say the serenity prayer, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. I'm praying, David, grant me the serenity. The serenity is there. David, allow yourself to experience this serenity. Allow yourself. So I'm praying to me, and me has all the answers. Not me, me. And it's there, and it's with me, because it is me. There's no separation. So for all things good and bad, when something happens, go to the I am in you, the God that knows because it is you, the real you. And this is a constant process. There's no goal, there's nowhere to get, but here where you are anyway. So we started this with, I am here. And when you're being here, this is suddenly available and here contains everything you could ever need. You are safe in surrender.
you are safe and surrender. Now, I was thinking, years ago, I was in a period when I was alone. And I was, all I wanted was a boyfriend. And if you'd asked me, who are you? I wouldn't have said, I'm a soul, I'm no one, some, I'm nothing, nowhere. I, I would have said, I'm a person without a boyfriend. That would have been my description of myself. And so I asked spirit, show me the process that is going to happen for me to heal and get back into life. And so I opened up, and this song, Spirit gave me a song, as it usually does. And this song took me many months to write because I didn't want to use this. I didn't want to create a platitude, uh, and, you know, my vision of it. I wanted the answer. And so Spirit gave me this song, and when I surrendered to this song, healing took place, and I got Sean. <laughs> and that came from this process. So Christina is now going to sing this song for you, and it's called, I Finally Let Go.